Franchising, the final frontier. These are the movies of the podcast's equalizers and its continuing mission to explore strange new twists, to seek out new sequels and new prequels, to boldly go where no screenwriter has gone before. Take out our laser sticks and beat him around. (laughs) Hey, Mike. Are we stupid? (laughs) Real stupid. I think we're also still ten years old. I mean... It's a living. It's a living. Hey, Nanu Nanu, right, guys? God damn it. Oh. That was that was something. <laughs> that was an opening. That was an opening. Welcome back, Frequels, to another episode. Probably your last after that introduction. No, it was really good. It was really good. It's like we were doing yeah, a Star do, Trek I'll... thing, and then we did a Star Wars thing. You know, Madison, we always do this. We always have openings that were like oh that was a bad that was bad let's let's do like post-mortem on our opening let's get in there let's do some notes i think i should have brought up something with live long and sequel you know like Ooh, that's like good that. that's really good uh, or um so what can we do better next time we can um <laughs> kill han solo oh, oh bold statement yeah we can um i think we could bring Whoopi back for like okay. like a good three more seasons what if we get Whoopi into Star Wars? That'd be great. Hey guys, episode th- this is this is a spoiler. Episode nine. It's called Whoopi's Back. It's Whoopi's Back. Star Wars episode nine. Whoopi's Back. <laughs> it's Whoopi's Back. She's got to have it. <laughs> she wants some more of it. She tries so hard. Subcolon. Sister Act three. Yeah. We are here this week. We are here, apparently. Yeah. It's happening. We are here, even if our brains aren't. Yeah. Uh, for Galaxy Quest 2. Galaxy Quest 2. Tim Allen's finest work. I mean, Chris, Santa Claus is pretty good. Did you ever see the other Santa Claus? Like, Santa Claus 2 or 3 with Martin Short? I've seen parts of 3, like on TV. And I've seen vaguely seen parts of 2 where he has to get married. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. And uh, the kid, whatever his, whatever his mm-hmm. fucking name is, uh, he... Uh, Joe somebody. Joe somebody. Um, oh, shit. You see that? Yeah, did your power just flicker? It did just fl- flicker. Uh-huh. I think uh, Joe somebody's haunting. <laughs> he, he fucking... Uh, <laughs> Our podcast has been haunted by the ghost of the movie Joe somebody. Of Joe somebody. We'll have to get Jackson in here to fix that. Yeah. Who are we gonna call? Jackson. Um, yeah, his kid is like a bad kid in that one. Like, I knew like that he, part. He, and... he's on the naughty list. And there's that weird scene at the very beginning of the movie where 
Tim Allen, Santa Claus, is having, like, a meeting with all of the mm-hmm. other, like, holiday, like, people, like the Easter Bunny. and It's a meeting for Rise of the Guardians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, uh, and the Easter Bunny's there. I think a leprechaun is, too. And they're just all, like, talking about how shitty his son is and how he's on the <laughs> naughty list this year. And he doesn't know what he's, he's going to do about it. Just really weird. It's weird tonally compared to the first movie where it actually seemed like, oh, there's somewhat of like this lore or something to the Santa Claus mythos. And then it's just like, okay, well, everything exists now. It's not just Santa Claus. My sister and I made a joke one time about how we wanted to do a spinoff series where the stepdad uh, becomes like another one. And I was, I, I think I called it like, or we called it the Santa Claus 4. I guess Neil's the Easter Bunny now, or something like that. <laughs> That'd be great. A spinoff of Santa Claus where Neil's the Easter Bunny. Fuck Galaxy Quest, let's make that movie. Uh, real quick, some of you may hear a very strange noise when Madison's talking. Uh, the pub uh, that they live under, we think is doing trivia, and that is the very loud Trivia Master. So, apologies, I'll try to get as much of it out as I can, but if you hear something still, it's probably that. Yeah, yeah. Also, my lights are flickering, and it's pretty spooky. <laughs> I think just somebody wants us to do just somebody, too. Just somebody. Um, That's the only way it can its spirit can be free. God. Oh, uh, my gosh. Okay, shit. So, let's hit it. Let's hit it running. We're on a... Uh, yeah, prequels, okay. prequels are on a timer, because my whole world might shut down here in a second. Uh, so, uh, a very bare-bones synopsis. The actors of a Star Trek-esque show, Galaxy Quest, are kind of abducted by aliens who believe them to be historical accounts and they go on a fun adventure where they fight aliens and learn to love and trust each other again yeah we got a stark studded cast too there's tim allen sigourney weaver alan rickman sam rockwell justin long tony shalhoub is there anyone else yeah enrico colon tony is the head alien mathazar he's the dad of like veronica mars like i think if you saw a picture of him you'd say oh okay that guy is that the guy in that's in that um uh, just shoot me and he's like the he's like the uh, photographer guy? I've never seen that show or movie. It's a it's a show. It has David Spade in it. Rain Wilson is in it as one of the aliens as well. Oh, much really? younger Rain Wilson, yeah. Huh. Uh, Missy Pyle's in this. Who? What's she in? Stuff. Cool. I love stuff. So, Mike. Yeah, this is the million dollar question. We left off with the show coming back. It's back. Mm-hmm. Um, they killed uh, the green alien man, Saris, and they murdered him brutally in front of a whole uh, convention of people. I mean, self-defense, arguably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, this was after they rebooted a timeline where he did kill almost all of them. That is true. Which I noticed something. I rewatched it tonight, and there is a thing I noticed that I never caught before that I think is fucking funny. There's the character of Guy, played by Sam Rockwell, whose whole shtick was when he was on the show, he was like the red shirt who yeah. died before the first commercial. And through the whole movie, he's like, I changed my mind, I want to go back. After the fuss you made about getting left behind. Yeah, but that's what I thought I was the crewman that stays on the ship and something is up there and it kills me. But now I'm thinking I'm the guy who gets killed by some monster five minutes after we land on the planet. You're not going to die on the planet, Guy. I'm not? What's my last name? It's, uh, um, uh, I don't know. Nobody knows! Do you know why? Because my character isn't important enough for a last name. Because I'm gonna die five minutes in. Guy, you have a last name. 
Do I? Do I? Yes. For all you know, I'm just crewman number six. Bobby! 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 Are we there yet? When Ceres is killing them on the bridge, he's the only one still standing at one point. Like, but arguably, they all get killed except for Guy. I did not notice that. I just noticed it today. Like, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. This is the first time I noticed that, like, everybody's, like, flopping around as they're getting shot. And he's, like, standing up and, like, looking around scared. He's not getting shot. That whole scene is very brutal. Like, like tonally compared to everything else in the movie. Just, like, we just see them all fucking die. So, do you have any ideas for this? The show comes back. Um mm-hmm. They know that aliens exist. Right. What if the show failed? This idea occurred to me as well. I I just don't think, like, if they brought, like, one of those classic, like, the original show or TNG Mm -hmm. or Enterprise. (laughs) Two more. um, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. There you go. Two more. Star Trek, the series, but with Transformers. (laughs) And Star Trek, the Whoopi series where she plays all the characters. Yeah. There's um, the series where um, Q uh, just, it's the main star, um, but it's not Q from next generation. It's uh, the guy who plays Q from that episode of breaking bad. My idea is that the um, original series, I have two, two thoughts. One, the original series of galaxy quest does fail. And we pick up years later where they try to launch a next generation galaxy quest so like maybe tim allen sigourney weaver are in it is like passing the batons to galaxy quest the i don't know not the next generation but like that mm-hmm. idea uh and then the other idea i had was they did crash a highly sophisticated technologically advanced spaceship into the middle of like los angeles yeah so it is digging into some of our meet dave 2 um ideas but there is the idea that now there is this like hyperspace travel <laughs> technology on earth well and it's not like that thing just disappeared or they threw it away right the government obviously came in exactly they, they obviously interrogated everyone on the show like about like what happened um they waterboarded tony shalhoub they, yeah they waterboarded tony shalhoub um they the woman whose name is jane doe at the end uh she's obviously that's missy pile yeah missy pile what if like they cut a deal with the government that um, they'll tell them whatever they want to know. As long as like Missy Pyle doesn't get like, sure. Captured. I thought you were going to say that they don't cancel galaxy quest. That's my next thing. Like if Missy Pyle, Jane Doe character gets to stay with them, but also that the show comes back. Hmm. And then the, like this show, this galaxy quest reboot is technically government funded. <laughs> well, what would be the, um, like the plot of the movie because i'm assuming that this is all before that movie would take place so what's like the actual plot of the movie then what if ratings are really down oh okay i think maybe i got it okay so ratings are down and people just aren't interested in like the regular show anymore because everything is all about reality tv nowadays and so the government funds the show where they make it real so they create, they build a spaceship and they a film crew and everything like they, they film the entire thing and they launch them into space. And they're actually like Earth's first discovery uh, team. Okay. 
and it's all filmed so people and it's like, like tim allen sigourney weaver alan rickman tony mm-hmm. shalhoub yeah and the guy who plays laredo yeah but i think like they're the people who are just being recorded the entire time but there's actual like government people on the ship the entire time that you just mm-hmm. never see them so they they kind of like frame things to like make it look like okay i have an idea what if the u.s government it builds the ship out of the tech that they find you know in this in that la center and they like bring in tim allen and everybody as like not as consultants but as like a you know you were flying on this what did this do and blah 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 and how did this work and etc etc and they basically they're at the unveiling of the new ship and they basically somehow find out that the government's gonna like start trying to take over other planets okay and so basically they steal the ship and now they're space pirates okay so they steal the ship they 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 basically take the ship to get it out of the government's hands but now they're in space and they don't they can't go back because they're going to be like traitors that's 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 cool but the government can't come after them in one way they have like a prototype that they built and never Mm -hmm. tried to fly or something and so they take off in that in chase of the NSEA protector. Yeah. I think I like that. I think we'd still keep the thing that we talked about at the beginning of they made a deal with the government that they'll like share everything that they know and <laughs> mm-hmm. everything. And maybe there's a part of the ship that they just can't get to work because maybe it's like tied to DNA or there's just something they don't understand about it. And so they bring all those people in, like maybe they black bag them and like Ooh. bring them in and, they're just like, we can't figure out how to, like, pilot this thing or anything. Um, so they get the kid. Played by Justin Long? No, the kid who, like, drives the Oh, drives Laredo. The ship. Laredo, yeah. I don't remember that actor's name, so I... Yeah. He's the only characters. That's why. Yeah. They get black bag Justin Long, too. Sure. Why not? He was involved. Well, arguably, he knows more about how the ship works than the cast of the show. Well, yeah. What if they bring them to the facility and they're like... We don't really know too much about the ship. And then cut to the black bag coming off of Justin Long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a good bit. Okay. Who's like in his 30s now. Um, and what if he's in his 30s and he's like a big like kind of like financial dude or something? Or like, like he, he kind of like left the, he left the yeah. game. He got out of the game. I like he's that. He's like, I, I just, I haven't thought about this stuff in like 15 years. I'm sorry. I think Missy Pyle's character, Liliara or whatever, knows what's in there. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's like, we can't let them have this. Yeah. And what if the show had been canceled? Like it was kind of a flop. Mm-hmm. Maybe it ran for like maybe three years or two and a half seasons. And all of them are kind of like doing their own thing acting wise. But uh, Tim Allen's character is like super washed up, like doesn't really do much. And he's kind of looking for that like next thrill a little bit. Sure. Like he. There's not much he has. His thing is, like, I actually succeeded at being a starship captain. I couldn't even keep this fucking show together. Yeah. When he sees this chance to actually do something, he takes it and he's like, I don't know if they, like, knock out, like, their captors. I don't know, like, what the deal is. Maybe they're all in a room. They knock them out. And then they make a run for the ship and they all follow. And then they take it out into space. And that's kind of what leads us up into there. I think that um, because we need a little bit of that tension amongst the characters, maybe um, Alan Rickman's character, who 
made several references in the movie to that he was like a very successful actor before he mm-hmm. did Galaxy Quest. His career got really like reinvigorated mm-hmm. by the show coming back. Like he's a very successful actor again. Yeah. And now it's like you are basically like you like you I had to throw all that away to do this. Yeah. And like you just wanted to do it because you were washed up. Yeah, you're just looking for the thrill, you're looking for this next uh the next game. Um so they take it out into space. Yeah, like what's their what's their goal, their destination? Because I don't think it's just like take it into space. I mean, get it away is one thing, but I think that they should have a place yeah. in mind. I mean, Lord of the Rings, they had to get the ring out of the Shire. So they were like, let's take it to Rivendell. It wasn't just, let's just wander into the woods with it. What if Misty Piles? Right? Missy Pile. Missy Piles. She's like, I know where we could take it. And then it's to the Malthazar, or the the sorry the thermian fleet i like that whether or not they get there is irrelevant i just i think they need to have a destination in mind unless we're doing a lost in space as well yeah which we've already kind of did with district nine too mm-hmm. or sorry district nine homeward bound yeah okay so they take it out and i think that we get a scene of the the people that they like knocked out or whatever showing up and the government being like all right well we do have this and it's like a prototype or a somewhat incomplete uh, like second ship or something that is functional but not as powerful. And so they follow them. So at least we have somebody chasing them. I just don't know where it goes from there, right? Mm-hmm. What the next action is. Uh, well, okay, so there's seven people trying to fly a massive starship. Yeah, that's true. Inevitably, something will probably go wrong there we need we haven't figured out what they the thing that they tried to they needed like a dna to unlock and liara laliara missy pile was like no we have to get this out of here now we that could be a a thing that well because the thermians built the ship Mm -hmm. so maybe missy knows the time continuum thing maybe it's that thing the omega 13 bro did you even watch this movie i did i just don't remember things about (laughs) the character names or this would have been great information 30 some episodes ago yeah yeah so it's the omega 13 bit that's like okay if someone actually harnessed this power like it's pretty strong Mm. it only like fixes like a small mistake but what if you altered it to bend time to whatever you wanted to do so it's the yeah it's the um like schematics for the omega 13 yeah because i don't think that earth has the technology to build it yet but like just knowing how yeah so they have to get it out of there, and the only pr- people that they can obviously trust with it is the Thermians. Yeah, who built it originally. Mm-hmm. And never used it. And never used it. Okay, so they take off from Earth. They're being chased. I don't think they know they're being chased yet. No. Is there some kind of fun alien planet along the way, maybe? Maybe. Maybe they go to, like, a super cantina-esque like planet or something yeah they don't know where the thermians are so they're looking for the thermians so like they maybe can see some of their like signatures like like this like they kind of like left some sort of like beacon or like well i meant that like they go to this cantina planet like hey we're looking for thermians do you know where they are have you heard of where they've they've been etc like and they're like well i know where one is and they're like where and then they point to missy piles (laughs) That's like, a very fun. Who who plays that character? The the fun like cantina bartender. Keith David. I love it. All right. But he's a slug man. 
Yeah, last Keith David last seen in the Iron Army featuring Jesse Fleming. Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry, just somebody will get to you one day. Maybe maybe that's maybe the flashes of light are the signs that Joe somebody is not liking what we're pitching. Oh god. Oh god. Okay. So they there has to be a fight scene. So maybe the the government catches up to them on the cantina planet. Yeah. Sure. And we have a chase like through the city fight scene. And uh, Keith David gives a very funny, like, oh, I don't want this in my place. Or, like... Yeah, and he hits a button under the bar, and all of these, like, guns just start popping out from, like, the, the top of it. And That's good, yeah. That's... They start firing, and it's chaos in the bar. Which is funny, because it's causing way more damage yeah. than the actual fight would be. He says something like, uh, nobody messes up my bar. And they, as the slug, can the slug have, like nine arms so like a turret of like three gatling guns like stacked on top of each other comes out that he so then he like grabs onto all three of them and just like basically levels his his own bar yeah he's like the only person who ruins my bar is me (laughs) what's the name of the bar uh the name of the bar is slug chug that's better i was gonna do some kind of dumb alien name but slug chug's better yeah all right so they escape from the cantina planet and they know that they're being followed so they have to do the like the classic oh i'll lose them like Star Wars, where they're like, we'll lose them in the asteroid field, or whatever. Yeah. And the dude, what's the kid's name again? Laredo. Laredo. Laredo is like, doesn't Laredo do that in the first movie? Yeah, it's like a minefield. I, or maybe it's like, an, oh, they have to lose them in an eclipse. Okay. That visually would be pretty cool. Yeah. They like fly into an eclipse, so they can't be seen, and then the idea is like, hiding in it and trying to stay in the eclipse long enough and then like shoot out at the right time and angle or whatever to without being seen yeah do you think the government ship like the prototype is like faster than the other ship not like we need a logical reason but maybe they don't have as much of the like onboard technology yet like because it's a prototype or like the second one that's being built there's like a lot of missing computer components and stuff so it's not as weighed down so it's faster yeah what if it's like a smaller ship that has three cockpits mm-hmm. and the ship itself can like hook together and then like separate? Cool. That's cool. I like that. It, I think it would like make for a cool chase scene if mm-hmm. like they separated and then they were like right. coming at them at all angles. And then those three government people, they could be like three famous people of some sort. Like, All right. You say a name, I'll say a name, and then we'll say the third name at the same time. Is, are these names of who's going to be who's going to play those fa- the the government people? Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I got mine. <laughs> I got mine. Go ahead. Josh Radner, <laughs> Natalie Portman, <laughs> and, and David Hyde Pierce. Okay, David Hyde Pierce. That's good. What were you saying? I don't know. We were supposed to say the third one together, but David Hyde Pierce is very good. So okay. <laughs> so Josh Radner. <laughs> Let me, I recognize the name. Let me look him it's up the, real quick. It's the guy from How I Met Your Mother who oh, plays Ted. So Josh Ratner, Natalie Portman, and David Hyde. They are the government agents chasing yeah. uh, the NSA protector. What's the second ship called? Like the, their ship, the Josh Radner ship. Yeah. It, we're not calling it that, but. It's a. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. What if it's like. Uh, <laughs> the NSA Niles Crane. The Crane 4. What? The Crane 4? Isn't that what, like, Boba Fett's, like, thing is called? Oh, it's called, it's the, called the Slave 4. The Slave 4. Good pull, by the way. The Ni- the Niles. The Niles 4. The Niles 4. 
David Hyde Pierce is the captain, right? Like, yeah. He's like the leader. What about like, I don't know, ostentatious, like the freedom? What if they're all a family? Like David Hyde Pierce. That thought had crossed my mind. David Hyde Pierce is the father and Natalie Portman and Josh Radner are the kids. Mm-hmm. And they're like this sort of government, like super American family who mm-hmm. is all about protecting the, the planet or something. The uh, NSCA apple pie. Yeah. Liberty. The NSA Liberty. That's good. Okay, so the Liberty is splits into three like smaller ships. Still pretty big, but they pilot them individually, so it gives cool chase scenes where they're like getting flanked by them and stuff. Yeah. Uh and so they fly into an eclipse to hide out and like find the exact right moment. And do they get it or do they get like does their ship get does the protector get um like damaged heavily or do they get away? I think it's hard for them to get away. But they do, maybe Natalie Portman, she does the Bobo j- Jingle Fett thing, and she, like, hides under their sensor. Did you just say Bojangle Fett? The Bojangles. No, no, the, bo- the Bobo, the Boba Fett Django. God damn it. Boba Fett Django. Boba Jangles the, Fett. The, <laughs> the Bojangles Fett. Okay. Mr. Boj- Mr. Bojangles Fett. <laughs> yeah. That's good because uh, the dad's name is Django. Is yeah. Boba and Django. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Boba drink fat. God, what were we talking about? The, Galaxy the, Quest, I think. No, no, it's in um, Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. where Django Fett hides under the sensor of the larger ship, I think. Or maybe Obi Wan does that. Han Solo does it in uh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But Obi-Wan does it in Attack of the Clones. Right. Oh, I know what you're of, talking like, about. There's a bunch of references um, to like the past Star Wars and that. And Boba Fett does do it as well when... Or Jango Fett does. No, Boba. He does. In Empire Strikes Back also because Han says like they're going to like, eject all their trash before they take off. And he like hides his ship in the trash to follow uh, them. There we go. So everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. It's the, it's the easiest... Thing. It, it, it's weird that people don't catch on to it more. <laughs> yeah. So she like hide. She hides like on the moon or something. I think she attaches to the ship itself mm. under the sensor of the ship because that's what. Mm-hmm. So because the sensor is like sensing out, but not under it directly. Right. You know, right? And then she like gets on the ship at one point, and the, I think maybe at the bar at the in the cantina. Mm-hmm. scene area they do learn where the thermians are mm-hmm. or like they know they have a lead so they're they head there next but while this is happening uh natalie portman's character is on the ship itself and is trying to like pick her moment and i just thought of a little side thing mm-hmm. what if uh either sam rockwell's character or what's the kid's name again laredo laredo what if uh one of them gets kind of like enthralled with like the uh the hollow deck on it. Okay. And she goes into the hollow deck one time when one of them are like doing I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of pitching like she falls in love with one one of those characters gotcha. and turns on like the turns on the family. I'm but. reluctant to give one of our only female characters the oh I'm going to betray everything yeah. for love. That's true. But I'm I'm not opposed to her like 
joining up with them instead. I just yeah. think they're like, oh, I, I just saw you on the holodeck, I and mean, I'm so instantly smitten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. It's a shitty trope. My thinking is that we go with a slightly different trope, and that David Hyde Pierce is a very like imperious father, mm-hmm. and is always like, it's us or them, it's us or them. They won't hesitate. It's us or them, us or them. And she, her ship, her part of the Liberty actually gets like very badly damaged in the fight. And they, I think digitizes the way that they say like teleport. The protector actually like saves her. Like they pull her out of her oh. part of the ship. Got it. Got and it. And then okay. she's like on board with them and realizes like, oh no, they're like pretty good people actually. They're cool. Well, they're not good. They're not pretty good people, but they're not terrible. Yeah. They're clearly in over their heads and they don't know exactly what they're doing. And then she becomes like an asset to the team. And like she. Yeah. Through the movie, they kind of convince her the idea of like, we can't trust people with this. Like the Omega 13 schematics thing. Yeah. If we let this fall into their hands, like as she starts to join their side, they're like, what would your father do with this? And she's like, oh shit. Yeah, that's, I don't know. But I, I think that her turn is more of like being shown compassion by the people yeah. that she spent like her whole life being told like, no, like they're, they won't hesitate to, to destroy you or whatever yeah. is a stronger angle than she falls in love with Laredo in the holodeck. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is the plot of at least one episode in every oh. iteration of star Wars or star Trek. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why, I, that's what I got it from. But I mean, we could have Sam Rockwell fall in love with a fictional person on the holodeck. That, that'd be good. Yeah. Like I, I like that because Sam Rockwell is kind of like losing his mind in the first movie a little bit. So what if he kind of just gets like super, super deep into the holodeck? Mm-hmm. What do you think his like holodeck fantasy is? <sighs> um, I mean, he, he's the captain. He's the captain. And like everybody loves him. It's not just the women like love him or. or oh, it's all the him. men want to be him. All the women want to be with him. Yeah, yeah, whole thing. Good, and so that then he can come in a cl- he can clash with Tim Allen about that as yep. they're on this like fight or flight mission of like I saw how I do it. Yeah, <laughs> I've run some very convincing simulations that I could do this better or whatever. Like, yeah. At one point, he wants to have a captain off like on the holodeck. That that's fun. What's um. What's Sigourney Weaver's angle on this? Because we've got three of them. We might as well go through the character arcs then. Yeah. And then wrap up with the finale. Yeah. Sigourney's... I don't know. Maybe she's like really worried about Tim Allen's character. Mm. Maybe. Are they together? Because at the end of the first one, they're smooching. And looks like that that, that's going to be the... That they're going to end up together. It's always a weird question when we do these sequels of like... Do we just let them have their happy relationship or do we tear it apart? Well, one movie romances, like for the most part, like especially like ones that end like that does are pretty fickle and like are not realistic. So like you've already gone on this tangent about Moulin Touche and then in the showdown. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just you're well documented on this point. Just saying. Um, So. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just curious. It's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be a defining characteristic. I just I don't I don't mean to be romance pessimistic, <laughs> a fictional romance pessimistic, but sure. Um, I don't know. I think I don't think it's not that there's something there's not anything between them. It's mm-hmm. that Tim Allen has a lot going on. Yeah, right? like it's 
there's a lot going on there and it's not that they don't want to be together it's just like he's going through something and he's kind of finding himself so he Mm -hmm. doesn't even maybe she also is getting more work off the back of the revival Mm -hmm. the journey continues as they called it in the in the movie uh and he like hasn't and so that's like kind of is is and has been a building tension point that can kind of boil over in this movie what if she has actually quit acting and has like moved on to other like other roles in Hollywood, like maybe she's a producer or like like okay or something yeah, like yeah. that. And she's found happiness in like that aspect of it, where it's not that Tim Allen has quit acting; he just mm-hmm. isn't getting roles. Yeah, right? uh, involuntary retirement sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, sort yeah, of. that's good. And then Laredo. He's young in the show in the first movie. Like mm-hmm. maybe he's a semi successful. Oh, I think he's actor. a heartthrob now, maybe because he was yeah. a, he was kind of a handsome guy, and maybe just nobody's really been paying attention to him. But now that he was in like a high profile comeback, and he got all the all the ladies swooning. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. And then and that works. I mean, basically everybody except for <laughs> Tim Allen is doing well, and that leads yeah. to a, a good blow like blow up moment where they all start yelling at each other. Yeah, where he becomes like it's kind of like the exact reverse of the first movie, right? Because mm-hmm. in the first movie, he's the only one that exactly. is like doing well, and he blows it for all of them because of his hubris and right. I like um, also like some of the like you know there can be um, Laredo and Alan Rickman can have tension of like Alan Rickman's like a serious actor again, and Laredo's like doing cheesy B movies where he takes his shirt off and looks sexy and stuff, and like commercials yeah. like he's. What about uh, Tony Shalhoub and Missy Pyle? We know that we've established that like they agreed to do the show so that they, she wouldn't get experimented on, or they yeah. ag- they agreed to talk about the ship. So what about them? Um, Ooh, was she like hired to work on the ship, like build it, help build it, because she understands the tech and or how to speak Thermian? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I would be like because this. It sounds like it's how many years after do we feel this is like maybe uh, like maybe I was thinking like modern day maybe you think like it's actual like yeah like so assuming that that movie was set in the year it was released which was I'm gonna say 2004 1999 wow way off so it's almost 20 years later wow okay so yeah she helped, I think, after the show went belly up, they were like, hey, so we don't understand any of these schematics. Because I was going to say, like, what if she, I was going to say, like, what if she's pregnant and, or maybe they have kids. Maybe they have a lot of kids, like, that are on the ship, too. Like, they black bagged all. all sure. of their, I mean, that's almost like a cartoon where they, like, pull the bag off of, of Tony Shalhoub off of Missy Pyle and then, like, seven children next to them all black bagged. Yeah, but, well, I, I actually wonder if they keep her and Tony Shalhoub and their family, like, they allow them to, like, mm. live and everything, but they keep them in the government facility. Okay. So, like, they're already there, maybe. She brought them in preparation. Like, she snuck them on board in preparation of being yeah. like, we have to steal this ship. Yeah, and I bet she, like, her and Tony Shalhoub, like, maybe Tony Shalhoub is just like, it's just what life is now. I'm I think happy, Tony... I have my, ki- I have my kids, yeah. I have my family, I'm happy. But she's kind of, like, maybe a little, like, 
I'm tired of being in this facility. So she's like, yeah, I want to go. I want to go home. I want to see my family. I want to. I think um, Tony Shalhoub's character, uh, Fred, would be a perfect, like, very happy stay-at-home dad. Yeah. I'm down with that. I think that's great. He's the one that has no beef with anybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. So they they rescue Natalie Portman. And I think we need, like, one more set piece right like before they get to the Thermians. Like a fight or some kind of space thing. A space thing? Yeah. You know. That classic trope, space thing. Um, what if they run into some of the uh, the green aliens? They're also Thermians. They started some discussion at the beginning when they were going through the weird backstory when Tim Allen was hungover. And then later, with, with subtitles on, one of them like makes a noise and it says like Thermian grunts. So I think they're supposed to be like like a split race. Oh, okay. There's like the the green tentacly thermians, and then there's the super pale thermians. Okay. Well, what if they're like sort of tr- tracking the signature of like a thermian ship, mm. and it leads to those guys? <laughs> sure. And that's like a lead that they get from the bar, but they don't like clarify like who they're actually looking for. Mm, so, that's good. Yeah. So it leads to like deep into their territory, and maybe some of the people have heard about like what happened all those years ago and seek revenge or sure. maybe they're just super territorial. They're like, get the fuck out of our space, man. Sure. And uh, they start attacking. So there's actually like a space battle. And I don't know. I have this, we- I have this stupid image of like Missy, Missy piles, mm-hmm. like hitting a button and the ship turning into like a, like a Gundam <laughs> like, or something. And then like, like, like like baseball bat and like ships out of the air. No, we're not going to um, Megazord the ship. Like, <laughs> I think that'd be really funny. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Maybe they can, they can just find the Thermians. I guess we don't need a third thing. No, I think we need a third thing. I mean, we need like some sort of climactic like ending, right? After they save Natalie Portman, then we have like the tension point where they all like start yelling at each other. And then the third thing is what like gets everybody back together kind of like it the fight is over because they have to now pay attention to the third set piece and then afterwards they can like make up what if someone like what if they do go into like that deep enemy territory and they mm-hmm. get into like a space battle and they're like outrunning them uh but some of them transport aboard and one of them gets super hurt okay what if tim allen's character gets super hurt and like they were all arguing right beforehand and then all of that happened mm-hmm. and so now it's like shit like we like it's like they're all very mad and then they're like oh no i'm worried about this thing i'm worried about like this person dying i think that works because one guy tries to <laughs> guy tries to take command not like yeah. by force but he's like i've been practicing and is like actually not very good at it in the moment yeah. And they're like, can uh, you, can you take command? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I think it's Tim Allen who gets like super hurt and yeah, yeah, no, is taken to the infirm and is taken to the infirmary and like, maybe they think he's going to die and they, maybe he's going in and out of consciousness and like, they're having him hold on. And they're like, if we can get to the Thermians, they can like actually mm-hmm. help, but we don't know how to work any of this infirmary stuff on the ship. And Natalie Portman does. Yeah. And she can only do so much maybe mm-hmm. and but, i mean that's her like committing to their like she 
where she crosses that line and starts helping. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like she's keeping him stabilized until they can get to where they're going. And maybe while this is happening, like the space fight is still happening, and like mm-hmm. Guy is manning like the ship and. Tony Shalhoub and all the kids are like on the guns and are like <laughs> blasting aliens out of the sky. I love it. <laughs> and then I think like maybe everything seems lost. And then the NSCA protector two, which is the Thermian ship, like comes barreling in and just like lights everybody the fuck up. Yeah. And saves yeah. them. And I, it's just, that's a little deus ex, but I think we, I think we can get around it by having it be like, they're holding their own. And it is just like, it's like the Eagles in Lord of the Rings. Like, it's just a point of like, there's a phrase uh, that Tolkien created called you catastrophe, which is like, sometimes good things just coincidentally happen. Like yeah. if an, a horrible thing coincidentally happens, no one blinks an eye in fiction. But if it's a good thing, it's like, oh, that's bad deus ex. Like it could be that those Thermians were hunting the green Thermians and they happened to be nearby. Like, Or they or they picked up on the signature of the uh, the their ship right Mm -hmm. maybe they picked up on it i think the whole movie was leading up to like them trying to find um mathazar mathazar but then they end up just like fucking themselves and getting into like this enemy territory it looks like they're Mm -hmm. fucked they don't know what to do and then they start getting attacked and it looks like all is lost and then that happens mathazar's ship picks up on their signature they rush to aid and tim allen has the frodo waking up in in the bed scene. Yeah, Mathis are being played by Ian McKellen at this point. <laughs> Tim Allen wakes up wakes up in a bed. In Rivendell. In, in Rivendell. Um, <laughs> and he looks around and he sees Alan Rickman standing there. And uh, Alan Rickman smiles and starts laughing. And then... <laughs> yeah, they all come in, running, laughing, jump on the bed. <laughs> yeah, Guy. Um, Guy, Tony Shalhoub. And um, uh, the the kid, <laughs> the kid, <laughs> it comes in, and at the end they're at at some party with the Thermians, and they all like salute Mathazar, and he goes, "My friends, you salute no one." And then they all salute the yeah the main characters. You salute to no one, and then they all salute him. And then Mathazar goes into a really weird song in Elvish. Yeah. Um. And then, <laughs> and then the movie goes on for like twenty more minutes. Weirdly, twenty more minutes. Um, guy lives on the the hollow deck, and he has a family. Um, he he marries the he marries the bar girl, and has a family. And uh, at the end, Tim Allen gets on a gets on a ship with uh, Malthazar, um, <laughs> Gandalf, and. <laughs> <laughs> Malthazar, Gandalf, and uh, uh, Missy Piles, and they go off into the afterlife or whatever it fucking is. I don't fucking know. I didn't understand the end of Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What did so we sorry. do? What was the this movie's ending? Is so stupid. I think we hit the. Fo- <laughs> I think we hit the fast forward on it, and then that just happened. I mean, do we want to go back and make a, a actual ending? I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with that. So, are we done? I'm trying not I, to say, did we do it anymore? Because oftentimes, 
I think we boldly went into something and we came out of the other side of it. Maybe not as better, better improvisers or story creators or people. Can I just say, I don't feel comfortable calling us improvisers. (laughs) That's a disservice to the people who are improvisers. As are we. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, if we did it, then that is credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and all other places podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. We are also on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers where we post the episode art. And woof, this week, as I say every week, this one's going to be interesting. Probably Lord of the Ring themed. Probably Lord of the Ring themed. And as always, that's spelled E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in sequel. Like in sequel. You can always review and subscribe. We love it. That'd be great. Also, if you just like tell a friend about us, that'd be pretty rad. I mean, this episode was something. That's <laughs> that. This was an episode. This was an episode. Maybe not our best, but <laughs> I think we really stuck the landing. I think yes. we stuck the landing. The having a um, a Tim Allen Rivendell uh, scene at the end, I think, really uh, knocked it out of the park. So you ain't gonna find that anywhere else. I also do another podcast with a friend Jackson Eflin called A Study in Granada, where we watch the 1980s Sherlock Holmes TV series starring Jeremy Brett and David Burke, and we read the stories and we talk about it. That's a lot of fun. You can find us right now on Google Play uh, by searching A Study in Granada. Do you have any plugs? Nope, not currently. Uh, I was on a podcast called Sherlocktober, where we talked about Sherlock Holmes stuff for a while. It was pretty fun. I will link it in the episode copy. Yes, and you can find me... Um deep deep into books like if you lord of the rings books specifically you can find me somewhere in between space and time in a delusion of grad school full-time job and part-time job next time madison and i will be tackling a i would say a modern classic uh an opus of a film much beloved little film starring the likes of liam neeson jessica beale and bradley cooper that's right. If you can find us, we'll be doing the A-Team 2. Oh, yeah. So, for the Equalizers... I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, find them. To be continued. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody tosses a dwarf.